Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I am your Legacy Newbie, with me this week as always, Mr. Jerry. Me, what's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat, not much. Just flew in from D.C., I'm well rested. How was the swamp? The swamp was uh, (laughs) cold and rainy the entire time I was there, yeah. That's uh, not what I expect from D.C., but I guess I've only been in D.C. in like like August. Yeah, I mean, it it is just, I mean, it was still like 50 degrees in December, so I can't really complain. (laughs) My friend was annoyed because I kept walking around referring to everything I saw as the South, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) like, Jerry, we're not in the South, and I'm like... We're we're south of Boston. We're in the south. <laughs> Anything below uh, the the southern border of Massachusetts is the south for Jerry. Yeah, yeah he, northern he, he, Northern Rhode Island is below the Mason Dixon line. Exactly, exactly. He's like he's like, well, where do you where do you draw the line of the south? And I'm like, ah, New York. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we uh, so unfortunately, speaking of you being in D.C. You missed out on our little uh, shoparama we do yeah. with uh, Tom and Ian from the Dead Format on Sunday. I'm pissed. I wanted to go toy shopping. So we didn't really buy any toys. Just FYI, we told yeah, you we weren't I, going to. Because I wasn't there. No, because we were <laughs> shopping for babies. Um, but uh, we did buy... Uh, so we ended up spending... Uh, so Tom and Ian, just their item alone raised like 900 and change, right? Like 901 or 903. Uh-huh. And then we have a we already have a few hundred dollars coming in off a of trop plus what we've raised with the uh, with the hoodies uh, and I still haven't put on the the playmats yet I have to do that tonight um, just been really busy at home but uh but yeah so we the the fundraiser has been really successful so Tom and, and, and Ian and myself and actually we had uh we had Tom's son with us and we also had uh, Liam came t- tagged along with me so we filled up like two shopping carts from Target like full of like uh full of like kids clothes like jackets and pants and like uh, you know, nighttime outfits and stuff. We bought like four of the uh, pack and plays, like the portable pack and plays for parents. Um, a bunch of like uh, toothbrushes and toothpaste and like um, uh, utensils and sippy cups and bottles. We do a bunch of stuff, bunch of baby stuff, um, blankets and some so a few like uh, stuffed animals and whatnot. And we go through the checkout line and it only rang up to like eight hundred dollars. So <laughs> so. We, I mean, we crushed it. Like, we got so much stuff. We, we filled up the back of Ian's Jeep. Uh, I, I don't know if I posted the picture on our Facebook yet. I'll do that tonight. But uh, it, it was awesome. We uh, spent probably like 30 minutes checking all the stuff out uh, through the checkout line. Um, but it was really great, man. Um, so I think what we're going to end up doing is the rest of whatever we whatever we raise. Because it's probably not reasonable for us to get out to uh, – back out to shop again, get all of us together to shop again, and then get it delivered to Boston in time for Christmas. Uh, we're just going to do a cash donation to the uh, to the charity itself. So I know they accept those, of course, which will be really great. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, that that was uh, a great success. And I just want to first of all, like, kind of just shout out Tom and Ian, uh, Tom for donating the uh, the Time Vault. It was really like, like an amazing, generous uh, donation for him to do. And he was kind enough to let us raffle it off on the uh, on our on our podcast and. 
and uh <laughs> man, it was great. It was great. We really appreciate it. Um, no, this is not. This is not to. I hope he's not taking this the wrong way. I'm being 100 percent earnest. Pat, this. Pat, they I was really donated it to the cast. cast. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. I was really blown away by how generous he was, oh, and um, and how how much I pissed him off. <laughs> I mean, you did, but uh, it was it was just so cool, man. It was, and we had a really fun time shopping, and um, I don't know. It was cool to have the the two kids with us and show them the importance of. I mean. Tom's son is a little young, but showing Liam the importance of giving back to people who are less fortunate, and uh, it was just a really good experience. And then uh, afterwards, Ian, uh, myself, and uh, Liam, we went out to lunch uh, one of the local restaurants there and had had a real good time, had a good conversation. So just shout out to those guys. Um, thank you to Ian for bringing the stuff into Boston for us, bringing it to Room to Grow. Uh, if you want to visit them, you can find them, roomtogrow.org, if you want to get involved with them. They seem like a really cool organization. Um, uh, one of the guys who I talked to, actually, I don't know if I mentioned it, but uh, in an email exchange, he said he was, he was actually an EDH player, so that was pretty cool, too. Um, but yeah, it was just awesome, man. It was a good experience. Uh, still have a few more things to raffle off uh, right here at the end of the holiday season. And uh, like I said, the, the balance, we're just going to donate directly in cash. And just uh, it's just been an awesome experience. So thank you to everyone who's helped out. Thank you to Tom and Ian for uh, uh, so far, I haven't said finally, but crushing us so far in, uh, in donations raised. Um, it was t- super awesome and it's so cool to see uh see tom and ian's podcast who started this year it's hard to believe it it's been less than a year but they have just taken off man and they are they're doing a phenomenal job so shout out to them for that as well hell yeah nice little update uh we're kind of doing things a bit backwards pat um due to some scheduling uh snafus and just getting everything organized Uh, yeah things things get a little tough at the end of the year for sure they do they do um but we are gonna have gavin on no one uh fear to uh, you know, continue the tradition of the holiday episode, story time with Gavin. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just uh, arranging a date for that. So we figured we were going to do our New Year's Eve episode for Christmas, and we'll do the Christmas episode for New Year's, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? I don't even know what we're going to do next week, but we'll, we're going to record something and, and put it out. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it'll be fun. Hell yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, what happened this year, Pat. Man, this is this has been a crazy year in Magic. I've probably played less Magic this year than I have in the last few years, believe it or not. Um, I think the last time I got a chance to sit down and play Paper Magic was SCG Worcester in, like, February. Mm. Uh, so this this year was pretty crazy for me, like, just on a personal level, even beyond the podcast. Like, I started uh, going back to school this fall, and that took up a lot of my time. And just, like, it, uh, the kids being in sports all summer and whatnot uh luke started school this year liam went to first grade so on a personal level uh things have been pretty insane i'm looking forward to uh 2019 being a little easier and uh of being able to afford myself (laughs) a little more free time which i'm really looking forward to uh how about you jerry on a personal level like what was what was 2018 for you yeah uh i played a fair amount of magic i would say i played probably the same amount of like major events um, I did notice that uh, I haven't really had as much time to get out to the shops for like F and M and Tuesday night. Um, uh, I don't know, just you know, getting old, things come up. Uh, I can't make the weeklies as often, but I still get out there whenever I can. Um, so I I've been shifting most of my magic play to Magic Online. I I would say I used to probably be primarily paper and a little bit uh Magic Online. Now I'd say my play habits are about fifty fifty. Wow. Um, and are you splitting any time in that into arena? 
Uh, here and there. I play yeah. a little bit of Arena. Um, I might I might jam a little Arena tonight, to be honest with you. I've really been meaning to crack open that program again. I just haven't had time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing that Arena does well, that I'm like the perfect victim for all of these uh, computer games, like f- freemium games, is mm-hmm. I'm addicted to like the daily rewards. Like, yeah. things get me. So like, if I open up Arena and I see what the daily rewards are, oh, I yeah. don't I don't log off until I have completed all those <laughs> daily rewards. Because you got to max you got to max out your investment, right? Yeah. Right. Which which has le- led me to be like, uh, I just don't want to think about it. I'm not logging into Arena today. Mm. So yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> but yeah, like so many games, not just Magic. But like cell phone games and other games. What's going to happen when Arena's on your phone? God, yeah, I'm going to get fired. That's what's going to happen, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to lose my job. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've, I've been uh, hosting the leaving a legacy tournaments, which we're going to talk about later is awesome. I have a great time with it, but it's that event where it's like, man, I wish I could just play. <laughs> oh man. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Uh, maybe we'll get, maybe it'll get big enough to where we can just have someone else stream it and we can just play in the tournament <laughs> instead. <laughs> That would be nice. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's what I feel has been lacking from my paper play in the last year is mm-hmm. I didn't travel to as many regional events. Like, we used to go down to, like, Jupiter Games in uh, New York uh, or... Um, like, even Die Hard didn't run any of their, like, bunch of duels tournaments this year, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think they ran any last year either. They were... Yeah. yeah. So... And we yeah, lost... Just, we lost... Uh, we lost... Um, what was that one up in Bridgewater? I never got a chance to go to. Oh, Scholars. Yep. Scott, yeah. we lost Scholars got games, which is a yeah, bummer. Yeah, that was that was a bummer losing those. Uh, we lost Etsy. Uh, not Etsy. I'm sorry. We lost Etsy. Right? They don't run Legacy anymore in Worcester. Yeah, that's a bummer Worcester. too. Um, so I mean, definitely feels like it's consolidating. Yeah. However, there are still plenty of uh, you know places for people to play. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just feel like. Um, there has th- there aren't any real big regional tournaments anymore, and that's what I've been missing out on. Yeah, same. I uh, my my goal in 2019, honestly, is to try to. I mean, we're not getting to goals yet, but I just in passing, I really do want to get out to a few more paper events, even if they're just F and M's up at up at uh gaming, etc. Um, I want to be able to to get more involved with the community in that aspect. Like, I don't find paper legacy, uh, rather Magic Online legacy, to be that interesting. Or that fulfilling, that gratifying, but I really like playing Paper Magic. So I don't even mind driving, you know, two hours round trip to go play four or five rounds of F and M, because uh, that for me is is worth the time. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we get a chance to, I get a chance to get out to, to gaming etc. more often this week this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm still playing a bunch of Magic. I mean, thank God for Magic Online. I, I think the panic that happened uh, two weeks mm-hmm. ago at this point, um, the panic around it was it was a lot of, of had its roots in, you know, this is where a lot of people get their legacy fix. They don't they aren't able to play paper magic where they live in the country. And without Magic Online, they just don't play yeah. any legacy. And I think that's that's a rightful concern. Um, but seems like the magic online, uh, economy has bounced back. Um, seems like the panic is subsiding. So if you got into magic online, uh, recently during that panic, I think you, you made some, uh, good moves and you can enjoy legacy whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly, I didn't pull the trigger just because I couldn't justify, because I don't play enough legacy on magic online right mm-hmm. now to, to do it. Um, but thankfully if, if, if we do it, we can stream and we can get some cards from card order if we want to do it as a podcast. So uh, there's always that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the fu- the future holds for me for Magic Online as far as legacy goes. I hope to join events when I can, but it's just not the same for me. I just I have to make peace with that. That is just not as much fun for me as uh, Paper Magic. Is. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. That that just comes down to it. I mean, for me, it's almost like just uh, testing ground, which is why 
Sure. Uh, right before we started recording, Pat, I actually signed up for uh, Mana Traders. Okay, so listen, I know we talked about maybe getting someone from Mana Traders on the podcast. Did that ever get any traction? Um, in traction as far as I looked up their email address and did not sign <laughs> send an email. Um, <laughs> All right, we yeah, gotta we got to do that. We got to do that because I want to. I would like to get them on the podcast to learn a little bit more about their how they run their business because to be honest with you, I don't want to read all the stuff. I just want someone to explain it to me <laughs> and like tell me, "Hey Pat, if you pay this much money, you can play like you can play whatever legacy deck you want." Just tell me what the answer to that is. That's all, all I right. want to know. So, for my experience, what I'm doing, 35 bucks a month. There's uh-huh. uh, if you use the code vintage, it's like 40% off for the first month, so I only paid. Well, I don't want to use the code vintage. So I want to use the code uh, legacy. It doesn't exist, all right? Uh don't don't be <laughs> obstinate. <laughs> um That's a good yeah, word. SAT word right there. Uh Do you know that because of obstinate Yeah, uh, like, like, yes, like, okay. like I mean, I also know vindictive is because of vindicate. Like I would not have scored as high <laughs> on the SATs if it wasn't for magic. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, what I'm doing, what I signed up for is like 35 bucks a month. I use the code vintage to it's like 40% off. So I only paid uh, 20 bucks for my first month. And then in December, if you sign up, you get uh, legacy and vintage cards for free um, for the lifetime of your account. Usually it's $10 per month add on. So I would be paying $45 a month to play legacy oh, and vintage okay. cards. So that's why I pulled the trigger now in December so I could get that lifetime legacy and vintage for free. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like 10 bucks a month and you get it lifetime for free after you've done it for 12 months. Okay. Um, All right, that seems like that's not bad. Yeah, actually. so 35 bucks a month. And I mean that's what I think about it is is like Magic Online is now a subscription-based program where I pay $35 a month and I can play any deck I want and I just have to buy entry fee into tournaments if I don't want to do casual just for fun matches. So yeah. that makes it the perfect. I mean, we did talk about we did talk about that too. Like we w- wanting Magic Online to be subscription. Yeah, based, that, that's right? that's why I decided to pull the trigger. I'm like, I have wanted this for a long time. I feel Mana Traders <laughs> definitely convolutes the process a lot. Like there is a lot there, and I that what I just said is a very like glazed over <laughs> version of it. Um, right. I I spent a, quite a bit just like digging through all the different pages because they have a pretty you know depth deep uh website so i combed through it decided to pull the trigger i'll report back once i've done it for a bit to see uh you know how i like it Mm, nice yeah let us let me know let me know what you think hell yeah um awesome well for the podcast it's been a pretty banner year too yeah uh we've done a bunch so far this year so i I put together the numbers and uh, we had over two hundred thousand downloads this year, Pat. Yeah. We, so you, when you told me that earlier, I said that seems wrong, <laughs> and you walked me through all the math, and I'm like, I guess that is right, but it still seems wrong. <laughs> it does. It doesn't feel like we get. We like it. Just that seems like a lot of downloads. Yeah, to me. man. Um, crazy. But I mean, the numbers, the numbers obviously pan out. So. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. And I swear only like 60,000 of those are me hitting download on like <laughs> random, like someone leaves their iPhone out. I pull up at leaving a legacy download library. Oh yeah. When I go to target, every iPad gets subscribed to leaving a legacy <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, perfect. Uh, I mean, that's, that's partially true. I've done it once. I've done it exactly one time. Cause I thought, it was <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we did a lot for raffles too. We did a lot for charity this year, which has been really awesome. We raised almost Almost five grand for charity. Yeah, right? between all the raffles and stuff. I mean, I, I think it might be. It's going to be more than that by the time the year's over because we still have the, yeah. the tropical island out. 
Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, over five grand. I, I think it's already over five grand because also the uh, I forgot about so, the sweatshirt campaign. I didn't include those. Oh right, yeah. And we did, so we we helped we helped raffle the time vault. That was Tom's donation from the deck <laughs> format. But we, we making that so we helped, clear. We helped, put, <laughs> we helped push it. Uh, we helped push it on the podcast. We helped push it on Twitter and on the Facebook page. Uh, um, so that was really successful. Shout out to Tom for that. <laughs> uh, two two trops, two trops. One of those from our friend uh, uh, Tom yep. Hep, right? Um, we we raffled off a scrubland, two Savannah, a Bayou. Uh, let's see, we had an LED donated for the Leaving Legacy yep. Open. Uh, we did a bunch of pe- did a bunch of like r- like packs and stuff for the opens, which is really yeah, cool. Rich Rich's um, invocation counter spell that he won that uh, <laughs> Ian donated. <laughs> so good, um, so yeah. good. The uh, my chain lightnings that I altered to be instants yep. uh, went off pretty well too. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was really awesome. Uh, you counted over 40 different guests throughout the year, which is pretty amazing considering it's only 52 weeks. So 40 guests is pretty yeah, awesome. Definitely. Um, I did not have time to put together a full list, but um, yeah, we had some great people on. Someone to do it. Hey, one of our listeners, go through all the episodes this week, uh, through, through all the episodes from the past year and uh, get us a list of all the listeners, all of all the uh, the new guests we had on this uh, year. That'd if, be awesome. you do the, if someone actually does this, I will send you something cool in the mail. And it, it it's yeah. going to be cooler than just like our tokens. It'll actually be like something nice. <laughs> I think our tokens are dope as shit. Yeah. I think I don't even have uh, the. I meant to grab a couple of the Pyromancer tokens, and I think I forgot them, which I I need to get some from you because I am putting together Grixis, Grixis Pyromancer. So those are those are awesome. Uh, yeah, we got the the playmat, the new playmats done this year, which I actually didn't even add to the list, uh, which is really cool. Uh, the ones from Dios Boss and the, the tokens we got made this year. Uh, added a bunch of new members to the Facebook group, which is yeah, cool. over six hundred new members of the Facebook group, which is amazing. Yeah, we're I, yeah. I mean, that one post about that uh, that white that white blue hate bear had over like two hundred comments <laughs> when I when I when I finally turned off getting notifications from the post. I'm like, this is too uh, much. Only sixty of them were from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. You you did a little traveling this year. You went out all the way out west to Seattle, yeah, first right? First time on the West Coast. I saw the Pacific Ocean for the first time, all because of magic. Did you, did you dip your toes into the ocean? No, it was cold. What was it like to be? In, what was it like to be in the height of like uh, communist America out there, <laughs> socialist America? How did that feel? Did it feel wow, bad? No, it actually felt great. Like I, I, really? I felt rejuvenated. You know why I feel great is because you didn't have to pay the extremely high taxes to live out there. <laughs> So everyone else can everyone else can just make you know make their living off. Your yeah, I, I was soaking up all the benefits for free. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I kid, I kid. Seattle seems like a wonderful place. You also traveled to Richmond. Yeah, <laughs> Richmond was great. Uh, that's where I met uh, made you for the first time. Who was our awesome guest uh, uh, last week? He was great, by the way. I got a lot of compliments about Baiju. Yeah. People really liked him. Yeah. So I met him down there for the first time. Um, got to see everyone. I mean. Going going to the major events is awesome, which is, um, you know, why I'm kind of sad the direction that GPs are going in, just on a personal level. Even though I know it's the right thing for Magic as a whole, um, I do really like those uh, those big giant events, and uh, I definitely am gonna you know make a big uh, real attempt to make any that happen next year, just because yeah, you know, I feel uh, if we don't do it now, uh, we might not get the chance in the future. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I we all know the format is shrinking and is going to be going the way of vintage, where like your play, or, or even like old school, where most of the tournaments now are like played by the, like the local old school group. They they like carve out their own places at uh, local restaurants and bars yeah. and stuff. Well, uh, that's the way Legacy is going, and I'm fine with that. To be honest with you, um, yeah. Uh, 
can I just say I actually uh, I I've I found a peace within myself, Pat. Uh, the the more okay. I thought about this, and that I realized that a lot of the aspects of magic and the magic community that I don't like that really get on my nerves are pretty closely tied to the competitive sides of of, of oh, magic. Yes, and yep, absolutely. <laughs> I feel even though it sucks having these big major events going away is um you know sad just because i don't get to hang out with all my friends from all over the country as often as i used to um it, i never went for the competitive aspects i think adam wallace he right. posted this on the facebook group a little while ago um you know he was saying that you know legacy is fun because he gets to hang out with his friends and it's he's not doing mm-hmm. it for competitive he actually thinks it's a terrible competitive format just the way everything works out and i i find myself agreeing with him you know the more i thought about it so i'm okay with legacy going you know to more of these regional sized uh events more you know just like mm-hmm. local play groups of friends hanging out cuz i mean that's that's kind of magic in its purest form i i feel like it's why i started playing magic I mean, that's kind of the, what I was illustrating when we were talking, I think it was even last week we were talking with Baishu about how, like, the way that GPs are run are not the ideal way to play Magic. It's not even the most fun way to play Magic or an optimized way to play Magic. And, like, I think we'll see that things like Arena and even Magic Online to a lesser extent being the competitive outlets for large events like that and Magic Fests being, like, the cool gathering areas, uh, places that you can hang out with your friends and whatnot. And I'm actually looking forward to that. I think that's going to be... I think that'll strike a good balance where you'll still be able to play your competitive events when they're available. But like, let's be honest, like the best part of Magic the Gathering is the gathering. And as much of a cliche that as that is, it's the truth, man. Like that's the that's the reason why I like to go to events is to hang out with people and meet people and go out to dinner afterwards and stuff. And that's I mean, that's where that's where the best part of the, the events is, man. So I'm really looking forward to uh, 2019 and kind of embracing that with open arms and like not trying to fight kind of the way that the, the game is going. Not that we have been fighting it necessarily, but embracing like kind of the future of the game and the future of the way that we're going to play the play the uh, the game is uh, a good thing i think yeah good for your mental health for sure um we also did uh we had got to host two living legacy tournaments at gaming etc which were both well attended were really fun i think the first one had like 117 players and the second one had i think just over 100 players which is both really cool i think they both ended up being 3k's or two and a half k's is that right uh i can't recall yes, i believe so both two and a half case yeah. is what they ended up as yeah it was really cool uh i mean you know wilson came up for those to to kind of integrate cardboard live but also to uh to, to cast with us which was really fun that was quite the learning experience learning how to uh how to do like color commentary and play-by-play for a game of magic i don't <laughs> think i i didn't do a great i didn't do a great job i'm not gonna even give myself like passing grades on it but i still enjoyed myself and i hope that people got a chance to uh, watch a stream and got something out of it, even though, you know, I'm certainly, we're, we're not, we're not Cedric and Patrick, right? Like that is not, that is not our dynamic. We're not that dynamic. We're not that kind of, uh, that kind of duo. Uh, but I really enjoyed doing it, man. I hope that the community enjoyed it and, uh, people got something out of it. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I know I did. And I mean, Hey, we're doing this for us. You guys are just here along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is pretty self-serving actually. It, it's, I don't know, man. Like, uh, at the end of those days, I'm always exhausted because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work to put those together. And thank, thank God for Michelle and all the people at, at gaming, et cetera, Ian and the, all the judges over there as well. Uh, without them, like, I mean, obviously that, that event cannot happen, but she bails us. Like whenever we make a decision and we don't know how to execute it, she bails us out like every time without, you know, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about too. Like the canned food drive. Uh, we like, we're like, yeah, we'll do that. No plan on how to execute that. And she just like, 
she just does it flawlessly. So I can't say enough good things about Michelle and her team over there. Um, and I'm just so happy to be a part of of what they're doing for Legacy. I really am. Yeah, for sure. Great times. Uh, and yeah, Absolutely. looking forward to next year with those because uh, I'm I'm sneaking ahead to my New Year's resolution, Pat. But my goal is to get us. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no, no, no. Before we get to New Year's resolutions, no, no, we'll I'm get not, to them. I, Actually, no. Let's let's do New Year's resolutions, then we'll go to the next okay. segment. I'll move them around because uh, that way this will flow nice and nice. <laughs> well, it's definitely not flowing after that transition. <laughs> <laughs> My New Year's resolution, bad is I want to get these uh, tournaments up to a quarterly st- setting. Um, yes, so do it every three months. Get it, get it like clockwork. Yeah, I agree. I like that a lot. Um, is that your only resolution? Uh, yeah. Wow. Thanks for making me feel so bar about my resolution, Pat. <laughs> is that, I mean, is that really your only resolution? <laughs> I'm setting the bar low, man. <laughs> you only have one magic new year's resolution. Uh, all right, well, maybe I'll think of some more by the time we get to the end of the show. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I would love to turn it into a quarterly event. I think, I think very realistically we can do three next year. I think if we really, um, if we really put our nose to the grindstone, we can probably get four out of it. <clears throat> it's a little tough because I was like, oh, let's do, let's do, um, you know, let's do the, uh, March 9th in, uh, in, in March. And that'll be like our, our event then. And it's like, oh, well, that's the week after SCG Syracuse. So we're going to have to figure out where it, it's just tough. It's tough thinking about the GPs and the, the, like the, the SCGs and stuff and getting them to fit in properly. But, uh, we're going to do our best to get four. That would be, I, that would be super awesome. I think three is, very very doable because two is pretty easy. I think three is very doable. Four would be would be awesome. I would love to see quarterlies uh, for the LL tournament for sure. Um, other things, I mean, for me personally, Magic New Year's resolution. I just want to play more of the game, man, in any form. It be it arena, be it Magic Online, or getting out to the stores. That is my that is my goal. I would love to play Magic like play a game once a week. Be it online. That's like my goal is once a week online in the store wherever. It doesn't matter. Just get uh one you know a, like a league in a week or an FNM in a week. I really want to do that. Uh, just because I feel like I've been a little detached uh from the format for the last few months, uh just because of life stuff and whatnot, and it's just been tough to get out to events. So, uh that is certainly uh, on my radar. The other thing I would like to see is just a uh, I don't know. I'd like to see the the podcast continue to grow. Um, I've really enjoyed fostering like a positive uh, Facebook group, so I want to continue that as well. I guess it's not really so much a res- as a resolution as just something that I want to continue to do in uh, in 2019. Um, anything else, Jerry? You come up with anything else you want to add to our list of uh, resolutions here? Nope, I'm sticking with my one. <laughs> the one, huh? All right. Uh, I, I oh, piggybacked uh, on it too. So. Get officially sponsored by Boston Market. That's uh, that's my other oh, goal. God. <laughs> <laughs> um i do oh the other well we talked about this really briefly but i think we're gonna try to do make like leaving legacy its own llc i don't know if that i don't know if that's something that we can is doable but that'd be kind of cool yeah, to I make mean, it uh, its own uh, company it's doable we could do it yeah yeah it's just like a lot of paperwork and going to the town hall and shit but uh i, I want to do that i think that'd be really cool to do i think it's something that's necessary at this point um because it has gotten large enough to where between like Patreon and all that other stuff that we do, like there are there are obviously taxes we have to pay, and that makes all those things, all the nitty gritty, a lot easier. So, uh, if anyone, if any of our listeners are are uh, lawyers and can help us out with filing for an LLC in the state of Massachusetts, <laughs> hit me up. Leaving a legacy at hipstertheCoast dot com would be great. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, come, I, come, you know come no, April, actually, we might have to start a leaving a legacy charity to like <laughs> bail us out of tax jail. Yeah, because... we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have gotten a little screw with the with the, uh, with the donations. I'm wondering if PayPal is going to issue me a tax form for all the donations. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like we've used our. Um, I feel like we used our platform this year to do good, you know, and I feel good about that. I feel like uh, we gave back to the community. We were able to give back to our local community and the the magic community at large, and uh, I'm thankful for that. And I'm I'm really I'm excited about that. It's very it's very self gratifying and uh, enjoyable. So I hope to do that again in uh, 2019 as well. And our community, man, it's so awesome. We have such awesome listeners who, time and time again, like. We put up a we put up a, a play mat raffle or or a card raffle or whatever, and they are in like a hundred percent every single time. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah! I I have I now, have bright, bright hopes for the future. Absolutely, oh hundred percent. Now, do we want to um do we, do we need to press F for some of our to pay respects for some of our fallen brethren? Uh, this year, those Jerry? that we lost in twenty eighteen, two of them. Yeah, in in memoriam. In memoriam. <laughs> Uh, Deathrite Shaman and Gataxian Probe. Deathrite Shaman and Gataxian Probe. <laughs> <laughs> Set him off the right way. Uh, pe- um, people can't see this, but uh, I'm actually pouring a full forty out on my apartment floor. In respect, <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. He's gonna. He's thankfully he's put his cast iron below it on the floor just to catch most of it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So we lost. So real quickly. Man, that had like a huge impact on the format. Yeah. Getting uh getting rid of the Gataxian probe and Deathrite Shaman, I think uh has been good really good for Legacy. Yeah, I would agree. How do you feel? I mean, in a word, I think it's been good. How do you feel? I think Deathrite Shaman for sure. Gataxian probe. Man, I wonder how this Arclight Phoenix deck uh would be if Gataxian probe was still legal. <laughs> I've seen the deck and not enough to really get the ins and outs of it, but I feel like probe would be interesting in that deck. Yeah. Too good, you think? Uh I think it would definitely push the deck from like maybe this is playable to okay, this is actually a legitimate strategy. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I definitely think uh Deathrite Shaman being gone is for the best for sure. Um mm-hmm. I feel I am having much more fun in Legacy than I was before. Um Gitaxian Probe I think probably should go just because of the way the card is designed, but I would I I'm having second thoughts, man. I kind of want my Gitaxian Probes back. So I have Japanese Gitaxian probes and they're so fucking dope and I like they're still in my Blue Red Delver box and I really want to play them again. But I think I ch- I do think that it's better for the format. Like, yeah, uh, Phyrexian mana is in in basically every instance we've seen has been a problem, uh, with the exception being I guess like the only the only Phyrexian mana card that's still played and hasn't been banned is like Dismember. I can't think of uh, any a, other. Phyrexian I mean, there's card. other ones that just aren't. Like oh you mean like also played the I think the only other one besides dismember is surgical extraction oh of course yeah that's a- <laughs> which I mean but it's okay. like dismember and surgical extraction are good because they're answers like we're usually right. more forgiving of answers than we are of threats because a busted answer mm-hmm. is just you know keeping other things in check yeah no that's a great point and like for people who thought that probe would hurt storm I think Cyrus is like. I think his last post of him gloating on Twitter was like he's seventy and eleven 
and the last competitive mat- matches of Legacy he's played. So it has not hurt uh, Storm at all. Like Cyrus is just crushing with Storm. Yeah, lately. I mean, I think that also has to do with Cyrus is very good too. <laughs> but he's excellent. He's an excellent Magic player for sure, for sure. And he just won like a Channel Fireball three K or five K. Yeah, like that, this so. weekend. Yeah, so shout out to shout out, shout out quick shout out to Cyrus, man, crushing it. Um, but. Yeah, I think Legacy is definitely in a better place. Uh, the banning was neat because it was uh, right down the middle of the year. The banning took place in July. It was, so. yeah. <laughs> we we had like the we were we were. Let me think. The first LAL Open was June thirtieth. A week before was the that banning, bef- or it was like it was the week before. Not even. It was actually uh, the LAL was on like, Saturday, and the banning took place on Monday. At Monday, yeah. So it was like the last major tournament with the. With though those cards being legal, which is pretty yeah. neat. Um, but yeah, I th- I think it was fun. I definitely had more fun in Legacy in the second half than the first half. Just like as far as the meta goes, not just experience wise, mm-hmm. but just like my overall enjoyment of the format. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm liking where Legacy is at now. Um, my actual only problem with Mana Traders right now, Pat, is I don't know what the first deck I should rent to play because <laughs> uh, Blue Red Delver. I'm not gonna no. You're welcome. <laughs> Blue Red Wizards. <laughs> nope. Sneak and show. Uh, there's just so many cool decks out there right now. Pat, Miracles. <sighs> God damn it. Rug Delver. Eldrazi Post. You you like Hawks. open up your uh, your spice cabinet pad and you just like God, ah, good old salt and pepper. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white. What do you want from me? <laughs> your spice cabinet is nothing but salt, pepper, and mayonnaise. <laughs> you really should refrigerate your mayonnaise, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it when it's a little green. Well, it's got that tang to it. I like the tang of Miracle Whip without having to actually buy Miracle Whip. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the future of Legacy. Yeah. Now we have so of course I know we put the uh, more LL opens in 2019, which is pretty cool. Uh, a, p- a few people have encouraged us to travel with the opens. <laughs> I don't think that's in the cards because just the logistics of us moving around and like I think we can get a good enough draw here to make them worthwhile for an LGS to host them in in Massachusetts. I think that if we go to like Central Florida, no one's going to know who we are and no one's going to care about an LL open. Uh, which would be a liability. I don't think. I don't think that would work out quite, I, quite the way we hoped it would. I mean, if someone if someone wants to like organize something with their store and they want to fly us out to do coverage, we would be happy to do that. But there, listen, no, don't do that. There are so many better ways you can spend your money <laughs> than flying Jerry and I out to do coverage. Don't do that. I mean, I'll do it, it's, but don't do especially that. Especially if your store is in Hawaii, I would. Re- <laughs> Yeah, please, please. I mean, I would love that, but please don't do that. There are there are definitely ways you can spend your money in a more in, better don't, for your business. Don't listen to Pat. This is why Pat isn't in charge of the finances, <laughs> except he is, <laughs> and it's scary, it keeps me up at night. <laughs> uh, but no, I I I I would love to have the Leaving a Legacy tournaments uh, travel eventually. Considering we've only done two so far, it's gonna be a a, a ways. I I'm loving yeah. how excited people are and that they want us to come out, and we would love to come out, but. I just don't think we have the resources to make that happen. Uh, in yeah, I mean, I mean, we really like even the the events that we're running. They might look. I mean, I don't know how they look on Twitch from a an unbiased person, but like we kind of run it on a wing and a prayer. Like <laughs> I break down my green screen at home and bring it to the shop, and along with my like my whole my office basically gets goes in the back of my car and I drive it up to Acton, Massachusetts, <laughs> and set it up in the morning. Um, 
So it's 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 uh it's uh cobbled together for sure. But it's a it's a labor of love, man. And it's just uh it just shines some light on the awesome players we have in the in the area, so that's why we do Hell it. Hell yeah. Now we got Hascon coming up in twenty nineteen as well, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. I was really bummed that twenty eighteen did not have a Hascon because we had so much fun at it in twenty seventeen, but mm, and now yeah. that time is finally uh fast approaching. Uh in September, so about nine months from now, uh Hascon twenty nineteen is gonna happen. I'll be really interested to see how large of a role Magic plays now that Arena has kind of taken off. Yeah. I imagine it's going to be central to the experience of Magic at Hascon, yeah. and I would love to do uh, something again as a as a content creator there because that was a lot of fun. Uh, so when we went, they had what like four computers set up running Hascon. I I want to say it was might have been more than that. Might have been like eight or ten. I definitely wasn't. There was, 10. There was it, like I I I I remember four like four consoles like. Uh well like four pairs of computers. Yeah, oh yeah, I guess I should say it was it was like four pairs of computers. So yeah, eight okay. eight computers total, four pairs of computers. That seems right. Um yeah, there was like four stations and like two people could go up and play each other in arena on those stations. Correct. Yeah, that sounds about um, right. Um I would expect in 2019, I would say it would be set up something more along the lines of like packs where they have these uh, like computer banks set up where they have mm-hmm. like, I want to say like over 150 computers set up. Now, I don't I don't think they might have that much, you know, unless Arena just extremely takes off between now and September, like becomes a huge moneymaker for Hasbro and Hasbro not mm-hmm. only like it happens, but Hasbro also recognizes that it happens. But uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, like 50 computers set up uh, for people to play each other in arena. Um, That's actually an experience that I kind of would really like is like being having two people on laptops facing each other playing arena. Um, Because that way you actually have the interaction of being like in person while using Mm -hmm. the arena system and seeing, you know, if that actually becomes a real thing. Um, you know, that being how some of these other tournaments like uh, like Magic Fest tournaments or GP tournaments end up. Oh, I hope I hope they're not us going to a GP with our laptops. I hope we just get to stay home and play the event at home. I don't want to travel somewhere to play an event on my lap. That seems think, like the worst. I, I, I mean, well, that's how it happens in the regular esports world. Like if there's a Super <sighs> Smash Bros. tournament or a League of Legends tournament, you show up and you play and it's either you show up and you bring your computer or there's like computers provided. Yeah. I don't know, man. That doesn't appeal to me personally, but well, cause you're, cause who you're knows? Old. We'll see what happens. Like the average age group of people going to esports tournaments are like 18. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so that'll be really cool. Um, do we want to get into some of the spoilers we saw from Ravnica? Yeah. Allegiance? Is it Allegiances? Uh, yes, I believe it's Ravnica Allegiance. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all. I mean, we don't really know what much about Hascon this far out, but definitely something we'll keep our eye on. Uh, let's talk about these spoilers. As, as someone put, I had the day off today, so I was just sitting at home just commenting endlessly on on the threads of the spoilers <laughs> and someone pointed out it was like jerry's running around just slapping the kool-aid out of people's hands <laughs> <laughs> lavinia azorius renegade now i want to bring this up only because when i first read this i thought it was a lot better than it actually was so th- this is this is how it reads it's a it's a blue white for a 2-2 it's a legendary creature human soldier each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls. So 
interesting, right? Like this doesn't affect something like Eldrazi or Eldrazi post or anything like that. Um, any any like number of um, of post decks or any or even like uh, like aggressive Eldrazi decks like uh, the Eldrazi Agro deck. It whatever. shuts them off of their um, like but Ugin it, and Karn and uh, uh, all is right. dust. That's basically all it really shuts them right. off of. Right. Yeah. This is so not as exciting. Not as exciting as I thought it would be in Legacy, uh, because I thought it said spells, not non-creature spells. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was this was clearly designed as a Tron hate bear for modern, and now we're just basically yes. trying to piece together. Okay, how does this affect Legacy and Vintage? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think you're 100 percent right. I think this was probably designed with Tron in mind. And I thought it was designed with. I thought it was more legacy applicable, but after reading the text box over again, it wasn't uh, as impressive. And just the second part of it as well. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. So that does that does give you the ability to counter any uh, mana rock someone's playing. Yeah, any, lotus you know, petals, mox or lotus petals. Yeah, or, it's, it, it's right. relevant, but it's, I mean, it's neat. Those are the cards you're afraid of. Like, you, no, you don't sit not. down across absolutely from Sneak and Show and like, oh, I hope they don't draw any lotus petals. <laughs> yeah. No. One thing I um, I would I would like to ask you is, and I feel like we've talked about this on the co- podcast before, but when someone casts, uh, when someone casts uh, Tendrils of Agony, those additional copies are those no, cast? They're not cast. Are those considered so a cast? Doesn't spell? really. They're just copied. doesn't really do anything against Storm other than. Um, I mean, if they don't have four lands, they can't cast tendrils. Um, right. but I mean, what I don't like about this card is it's just soft hate. Like, right. like Gaddick Teague is anything that costs four or more just can't be played no matter what. This is just yeah. kind of a speed bump. You can't play those cards until you can play them fairly, which you can probably do eventually. Um, I mean, and also, you know, it prevents you from, um, you know, going crazy off of omniscience with uh, your intuitions and cunning wishes, but you can still just play Embercool and beat your face. Um, mm. Like it just, it sort of hates out every combo deck, but doesn't actually do a very good job of hating out any particular combo deck. To the point where yeah. every combo player I've talked to, whether it was Sneak and Show or Storm um, or Reanimator, or it's just like, yeah, if my opponent's resolving this compared to an actual good hate bear, I'm relieved. Like I'd, mm. I'm much more afraid of Thalia. I'm much more afraid of Teague. Like the reason why Thalia is so good is not just because it slows the combo player down. It also slows down their cantrips that help them find an answer. Like every yep. combo deck that could lose to this card can already lose to other more played hate bears. So it has answers to it. It's just a matter of how long it takes them to find those answers. And it's right. much easier for me to cantrip into a pyroclasm with Lavinia out than it is for me to cantrip into a pyroclasm with a Thalia out. Yep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, when I saw this card, I'm like, all right, that's another mediocre hate bear. Put it on the stack of other mediocre hate bears we've gotten over the last two years because it feels like Watsy releases them at a rate of about two to three a set at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. It felt a lot like uh, what was that card in Dominaria, like Detention Sphere or something like that. Yeah. Um, that everyone was like, oh, this is going to be a great hate card, and then you know, it sees maybe a one of in Goblins. That's Damping, Damping Sphere. Sphere. That's what, what it is. Um, and it didn't yeah. receive like this widespread adoption. So yeah. I'm I'm just I'm pretty uh, jaded when it comes to hate bears because Watsi is giving us so much that there's so many options. Like a hate bear has to be insane for it to be you know worth consideration. Yeah. 
Uh, one card that I think might be interesting in the format is Growth Spiral. Do you want to talk about this card? <laughs> oh, Growth Spiral? Oh, no, I sorry. I thought you were talking about the other blue-green card. But yeah, Growth Spiral, I feel like we've had this effect other, before. Why? The, is the other blue-green card something that is worth yeah. talking about? So make it yeah, that card is sweet. I mean, not because it's good, really? but because okay. it's super awesome. Oh, okay. Um, I saw this card, and I instantly had a deck hop into my head, which is how I know that a card is incredibly janky, but also incredibly fun. <laughs> um, Simic Ascendancy is a green and a blue for an enchantment, and it is one green-blue, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on target creature you control. All right, that's pretty blah. Like, maybe that'll see play <laughs> in, like, Commander. Yeah. Uh, but whenever one or more plus-one, plus-one counters are put on a creature you control... Put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has 20 or more growth counters on it, you win the game. Stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> and and I instantly this. thought of a uh, like steel steel stompy arcbound ravager with walking oh, ballistas. God. Like oh, think about God. this. Like you you play out a bunch of artifacts. You get simic ascendancy in play. Play arcbound ravager. Sack all of your artifacts to the arcbound ravager. It gets like seven counters on it. Then you sack the arcbound ravager. Put all those counters onto another arcbound ravager. That's seven counters on simic ascendancy. And then you sack that arc mound ravager and target just any other creature get another seven counters on simic ascendancy win the game (laughs) it's terrible but it seems like so much fun yeah i i mean in a world of in a world of uh assassin's trophy and (laughs) and abrupt decay i don't know if sinking trying to get 20 counters on a fucking enchantment is where you want to be in legacy (laughs) on a two on a two yeah i I posted this idea and connor responded on the facebook group the uh golgari send their regards and just posted a picture of abrupt decay (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's Uh, great yeah i don't I don't think that's uh, no. It's terrible. It's it's wide open. But I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for a sweet kitchen table legacy deck, I just I I would sleeve that up in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, apparently, it might actually see play. And people are set, talking about hardened scales, splashing blue for hardened scales in modern. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't really. I don't really do. I don't follow modern at all. But sure. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, we've only gotten a couple other preview cards. None of them really. Got yeah, our growth attention. spiral was the was the blue green instant. Oh yeah, that's what you that lets you draw a card. I feel like we've had you, that. You get to draw a card. Explore. Uh, does explore is I think explore is a sorcery though, right? No, maybe. No, uh, I can't remember. Let me look. Let me look up explore real quick. Uh, yeah, explore is one and a green for a sorcery. You may play an additional land this turn. Draw a card. Yeah, so it just lets you play. So basically, Mm. instead of a colorless, it's a blue, and we gained instant speed. Yeah, correct. Oh, actually, no, it's just straight worse than Explore with the lands, because um, Explore is just you can play an additional land this turn, whereas this is you just put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So this is a better... This is better. better? This is better. Does it matter? Because, yeah, well... I don't know. You can you can growth spiral on someone else. So turn I guess it doesn't it doesn't count here. for things that like like landfall. Like this, you just put it on the battlefield, so it doesn't trigger landfall. I don't know if landfalls what they're worried about here or what they're interested interested. Uh, in here. I mean, there might be. What does Tom Hep say? Does anyone ask Tom Hep what this does in a uh, bug <laughs> in, bu- in bug depths? 
He probably doesn't care. I don't think. Card. Yeah, I mean, if Explorer isn't seeing, if Explorer isn't seeing play, I don't see this seeing play. But it is just kind of yeah. interesting the slight variation in the rulings and how that might come into play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. Who I knows? don't think this will see play. But it's cool. It's a nice card. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, looking forward to the set. I'm sure we'll we'll see some cool cards coming out of it. Um, anything anytime where there's a set that's focused on guilds mm-hmm. uh, and like you know two like different different uh, color combination cards, you always get powerful cards that way. So that's pretty it's cool. it's multicolor sets. Historically, yeah. multicolor sets are some of the most loved and best performing sales wise sets for wizards. Yeah, shout out Siege Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost waiting for the day when Wizards just says, fuck it, every set's multicolor now because it's what players Every set want. should be multicolored. It's uh, better. Magic. I feel I'm afraid of like uh, being oversaturated with multicolored cards. Like, I, I guess like we wouldn't like really appreciate magic. multicolored cards as much if we weren't exposed to sets where it was much more, you know, straight line. Also, you don't want yeah. too many multicolor because then, like, kind of the color pie starts blurring more than it already is. Uh, the color, I feel like the color pie is not nearly as important as people make it out to be. Uh, I feel it's pretty important. I mean, without the color pie, what's the point of having different colors? Because, it, I mean, uh, I don't want to get into this. This is not the episode we need to do this in. <laughs> uh, but I feel like the color. I feel like the color pie. The color, like uh, certain cards having certain abilities, and the color pie is is. Is somewhat overrated. I think it's more for the nerdy Vorthos people who really get into that shit. The the lore people. No, but also strategically. Like, I mean, I think it's important yeah. that certain colors can't do certain things. We have ac- we have access to all the colors in Legacy. Like it doesn't like we can run fucking four color junk piles. It doesn't. Matter I mean, I mis- what the mistakes have are. been made, but I don't think that necessarily <laughs> means we should just throw all hazard to the wind. <laughs> Jerry, you see this? This is my open one. Move along. Move along. <laughs> We're going to move along here. Um, Tithe Taker is a one and a white. Strictly worse Thalia, right? Uh, I got part. really excited because I didn't read it closely enough. and mm, Yeah, same thing happened to me with uh, with the Lavinia. So uh, it's it's one and a white for a human soldier, 2-1. Uh, during your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities your opponent's activate cost one more to activate unless they're mana abilities. And it has Afterlife 1. Which is a cool mechanic, but it's irrelevant to this. Really irrelevant in what in the context here. So, uh, not irrelevant. Uh, I mean, things in like death and taxes, leaving behind a one-one uh, with flying is real useful because they can pick up equipment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. But like the fact that this only works in your on your yeah. turn. So when I first read this card, my eyes completely slid by during your turn, <laughs> and I was just like, right. "Holy shit!" They just like invalidated Thalia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's a one-sided Thalia that also nails your opponent's like activated abilities. This is insane. Although notably not first strike. So I would gladly trade first strike for Thalia to be one-sided and also affect abilities mm. like turning off like fair, fetch fair. lands and wastelands and uh yeah. like Rashad and ports. People have pointed out that this could make the uh death and taxes mirror pretty interesting. Um, just all the activated abilities and, oh yeah, I guess like, uh, porting your opponent's lands would cost you more. Right. Um, so there's a, like, this could certainly help death and taxes in the lands matchup. I don't know Mm -hmm. how bad of a matchup that is for either side. Um, both have tools. Does, does that mean it costs you one mana to wasteland someone as well? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, it costs one. It costs you mana to, to make it, to make a merit lage. Yeah. It costs them one more mana. 
uh, to make a marriage. Oh, wait, is that an activated ability? Yeah. The, well, the thespian stage is. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's it's interesting. It's not nearly as good as I thought it was, but I think it's way better than Lavanya. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, and the afterlife is is pretty useful. I do really like that afterlife effect. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's just I think in like it, it's I, just it just it's not it's as, just value. I mean, worst case, you yeah, play course, this and your course. opponent bolts it, and you still get a one one. It's like all right, a one one flyer. I paid one and yeah. a white to get rid of a bolt in my opponent's hand, and I got a one one flyer out of it. And the bolt cost them two mana. Yeah, that's true. If they bolted on your at the end of their turn, yeah. So, <laughs> I like Tithe Taker. I, I think I think sure. it's cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm like I said before. I'm just a little burnt out with all these freaking hate bears. Like I feel like Watsy is just like, oh, we have problems. <laughs> you got a target on your back, Jerry. It's like Watsy's just like, oh, we have problems. Throw another hate bear at it. Let's see if this like eighth hate bear we make will finally be the answer. <laughs> um all right well that's it for the spoilers uh was there anything else you wanted to cover before we uh got into scoops and poops uh no that's it i mean i'm i'm we're already getting spoilers for for the new ravnica set and uh, i'm still not mm-hmm. over uh ultimate masters yet pat yeah i mean we i still have a box we need to crack it in and draft yeah, exactly maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that like uh i will figure so we'll figure out a time uh, I gotta come for my birthday. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna rent a magic house for uh for my birthday. When, when's when's your birthday? Uh, in January. January. I can carve some time out in January. Hell yeah, yeah well, for sure. Uh, awesome. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into some scoops, Jerry. Hell yeah, scoops. You have some. You have some scoops and poops. It looks I got like. some scoops and poops. Uh, my scoop. Uh, Kochik's Korean uh chicken wings in Washington D.C. Pat, I've had chicken wings from the east coast to the west coast, from the far north to the deep south, and the deep south is DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I've been I've been to Florida and Louisiana and Memphis and Nashville, and I've I've been around. I've had wings in a lot of places. None can hold a candle to Kochicks in Washington D.C. Pat, I don't know what they do if they like mix uh, like cocaine. It's the MSG cocaine directly into the uh, batter or what? But they like it's the MSG. It, I, th- I don't know if it's like they double they double fry it. So what they do is they like glaze the chicken wings and then they fry it so it like turns like the honey barbecue sauce into like a candy shell around. Yeah. Oh my god, Pat! It's amazing. I've never. Yeah, you always double fry your wings. You let them sit for like ten minutes, and then you fry them yeah, again. Yeah, just they come out candy amazing. candy shell around the chicken wings of, of honey barbecue mm-hmm. sauce. It was freaking amazing. Uh, and then it's like Korean spices, and yeah, if you are in Washington D.C. or you are within like a six hour drive of Washington D.C., go to coat coach six hours. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, uh, what about your poops? Uh, my first poop, Pat. It's more of a. This is a weird. This is a weird one, by the way. <laughs> Is this is this like a is this like a '90s video game? No, nope. You play in a classroom. Nope. It's the actual. It's it's the actual thing. Uh, it's more of a. I'm. It's not so much. I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> so when I went to when I went to uh, when I was in DC on Sunday, I'm like, oh, I got like ten hours before my flight. Uh, let's kill some time. Me and my friend went to the Smithsonian of American history, Pat. And we're walking around. We're looking at all the cool exhibits. And like, I'm all the way at the end of this one hallway, like tucked way in the back of this one display. I see this like 
little display case at like knee level like something most people would just like walk by so I'm like oh i wonder what's in this little display case and i bend down and i brush away the cobwebs and i see in there the actual gold nugget that sparked the california gold rush <laughs> i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> this is like a monumental piece of american history and meanwhile they have like a 1970s uh like gas can uh like on the like, central display in another exhibit like some like piece of junk <laughs> like why are you not getting the respect you deserve gold nugget uh i was just shocked at how little uh care they gave to uh such a mo- monumental piece of americana i'm just getting uh i'm getting flashbacks of austin powers gold member <laughs> And you're just the dude in the gold jumpsuit, like, I love gold! <laughs> no, but really, like, I was expecting it to be like, oh, here's, like, a piece of rock that looks like someone's head that some dude found <laughs> on a beach one time. <laughs> not, like, the actual gold it's a, it's nugget. It's the fucking Smithsonian, not a roadside attraction, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, but come on. Like, like people died for this. Like, entire, like... like genres of books and movies and the 49ers sports teams well listen levi's was born out of the gold rush those rivets in your pockets are a direct descendant of the gold rush it is a it is a big deal and i was just shocked at how little care and concern rivets in your pockets are because of the gold rush in 1849 that's amazing (laughs) all right yeah something something that hangs around till this day (laughs) i'm serious I'm serious. I love how you're taking rivets away is the most important part of the of the. Game. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, man. Like I'm just saying, like the clothes you wear have like the echoes of history all over them. It's amazing. Wow. I better wash my clothes extra hard then. Yes, please. Uh, and you have one more poop this week. Yeah, fucking American Airlines, Pat. I am never flying yeah. them again. I- they are they are terrible. I flew out. I flew with them out to. Uh, out to Vegas, and like, even though they're cheap, it is just not worth it. It's not worth. I it. got had. So the night before my flight, I looked on on the uh, like the seating to confirm my seat, and I was sitting in like uh, a middle seat, uh, and it was like completely sold out the cabin, like no empty seats. And then I look up, and for uh, twenty bucks more, I could upgrade and get like complimentary food and drink and alcohol, and have the entire road to myself. Wait, hold on. Are you in first class in this scenario? Uh, no, not. It's not for. It's like business class. It's not first class, but it's like it's okay. like an extra twenty. So you flew. You flew business class. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess you were on work assignment, right? No, I was there for a party. I my friend had a party, so I flew down oh. to DC to visit. Um, flew down business class. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm a very important businessman, Pat. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. So I. All right. Continue. Anyways, I paid for it, and I got had because when I show up, and I, I also put my seat in the middle row, so no one would sit on either side of me, and I would have the whole row to myself. It's a gamble, Pat, but more often than not, it pays off. That's. <laughs> I feel that's not how it works. I feel that's a. I mean, if you're paying for. Well, all right. Continue. <laughs> it was a gamble, and I lost that gamble because I show up, <laughs> and the entire play was was sold out. So I'm sitting there, and I have like two sweaty dudes sitting on either side of me. I'm like, well, fuck, this didn't work. I paid extra, so I wouldn't have to be in this situation. And here I am. And then 
uh, over the announce, uh, the loudspeaker, the pilot comes on and goes, uh, yeah, we're not going to be serving food or drink on this flight because there's going to be too much turbulence. So I'm like, motherfucker, oh I was really banking on drinking my $20 worth of uh, airplane nips to make up <laughs> make up for the fact that I was sitting middle seat. <laughs> oh, no. So now you're sober yeah. and hungry. Now I'm sober. I'm squished. hungry. They're not doing food or drink. And the fact that he said these turbulence, I do not fly well, Pat. I am a skittish flyer. I do not handle turbulence well. I, I have panic attacks, which is why I wanted those whiskeys to calm my nerves, which I wasn't getting. So now the I'm on the edge of my seat for the entire flight because the pilot says that it's going to be too turbulent. We're th- flying through a thunderstorm, and they're not going to oh be able God. to serve food and drink. So I'm freaking out in my seat. And then as we're flying, we just go through, and there's no turbulence whatsoever. And next thing I know, we're landing on the ground i felt so cheated because i was like frayed nerves never happened i get off and then to top it off pat they lost my luggage no way (laughs) yes they lost my luggage my my flight got out at 11 uh they found my luggage at one in the morning oh so it was at least you got i got it back but you know where it was pat it was behind the baggage claim booth the entire time I was dude so pit. It, dude, comedy flying is the worst. One of the worst experiences in in the U.S. And it doesn't make any sense why it's so complicated. <sighs> it was miserable, Pat. I'm yeah. I'm never flying American Airlines again. Uh, oh, that's awful. So that's awful. Yeah, big old poops to American Airlines. All right. Well, I got a couple of scoops in this week. This is a long scoop scoops and poop section, but that's fine. It's, a, it's one of our last episodes of the year, so we can do it. Uh, I got to scoop in our newest patron, of course, Ben LeCouillier. Ben LeCouillier. Thanks for being a patron. Pretty sure that's offensive. Uh, <laughs> join the Discord. Join the Discord family. Uh, thank you very much for supporting the po- the podcast on Patreon. And I also want to scoop in um all the new legacy content we've seen this year. Uh, the Dead format, starring the uh amazing duo of uh Tom Smiley and Ian McCune. Uh, they are just fucking crushing it. Um, they are, I mean, they're, they're everything that I wish our podcast was, and I, I love those guys and they do such a good job and I just can't, I can't say enough good things about them. If you don't listen to them now, you are doing a huge disservice to yourself. You should absolutely be listening to the dead format. Um, also top down legacy, our friend Cyrus's, uh, podcast, they're a little less consistent with posting, but that's just because he's out playing every event and crushing every event lately. So uh scoop into those guys for sure i feel like there was one more legacy podcast that got its that got its legs this year but i can't i can't think of it if i missed it please let me know um and then poops eternally on boston market i never ever want to eat there ever again uh i ate there once as a child and it was awful and uh it's it's a terrible it's a terrible place to eat and i hate it and uh and anyone who eats there is a garbage person including you jerry <laughs> I won't deny it, but it's good to be a Boston Market fan. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, of course, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to all the stuff that we do. You can find Jerry at JMEE3RD on Twitter. You can find me at Pat Uglow. The stream, of course, is twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Find us on Hipsters. Join the Facebook group, and you can email us long-form questions, comments, concerns, leaving a legacy at hipsterswithacoast.com. And uh, special thanks, of course, to Justin Lutz, 
our audio tech, our sound engineer, flipping the switches, twisting the dials, so he sounds so good. All right, everyone. We'll catch you all next week. And uh, and thanks, of course, to Justin. He's our uh, he's our editor extraordinaire, audio technician, sound engineer, and uh, my main legal counsel. So thank you, Justin. Hey, special thanks to Justin Lutz. He's our audio technician, our sound engineer. Our he's just our audio guy. We brought him on this year. He's made my life a lot better. Instant, instant, like uh, 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 lifestyle improvement. And he's also my personal masseuse. Special thanks to Justin Lutz. He's our audio technician, our sound engineer. He uh, makes sure that we sound so fresh and so clean in this podcast. Uh, took a lot of the pressure off me for editing this podcast, and uh, uh, it's been fantastic having him on the, having Ooh, him on board really? the podcast. Okay. And he's also uh, he's my uh, long lost brother. Uh, special thanks to Justin Lutz. He's our sounding uh, audio technician, sound engineer, flipping the switches, flipping the switches, twisting the knobs, so he sounds so fresh and so clean. Uh, and he's also my broker. And uh, special thanks, of course, to Justin Lutz, our audio tech, our sound engineer. Flipping the switches, twisting the dials, so he sounds so good. And uh, he's he's also my dad. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy for the both of you. Oh, wow.